This is Brian Hill, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm Rose Lance. It's Friday, and we're going to talk about what you want to talk about. All week, we've been celebrating the life of David Prowse. He recently passed away, and he's best known for his portrayal of Darth Vader from the original trilogy, 4, 5, 6. Um, as this week has gone on, you know, we've, we've learned a few things. One, I'm not a Star Wars fan, and I'm not super familiar with all the, the lore and everything surrounding it. Two, Prowse and Lucas had an interesting relationship. There was a, a lot of history there, as we looked at on yesterday's episode and kind of throughout the week as well. It, it's been real fascinating. Uh, I was talking to one of my buddies the other day about some of the stuff that I've learned, and they're a big Star Wars fan, and they didn't know about this, you know, some of the things. So, see, you can learn stuff around here. You can learn even more stuff on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Nerd. Uh, good shows over there, but it the conversation, you know, with Prowse always comes back to Darth Vader, and that's why we talked about Darth Vader all week, and today I wanted to talk about the character himself, and, you know, his background, um, not the character, like the behind the scenes, the production background of it, and maybe what... Why he's so popular. You know, we've looked at a few things throughout the week. So, the name Darth Vader comes from a lot of stuff. It, it kind of, it's Dark Water is where it started. And then, uh, Vater, which is like a German-Dutch word, means father. So, Vater to Vader, that's, you know, easy set there. So, Dark Father. And uh, there, there's been a whole lot of stuff. And then Lucas went to a school with a guy named Gary Vader. So I, I don't know where where all that falls into into play because Lucas kind of changes his story. And the thing with the title, Darth, we thought it was, I mean, I say we, most people thought it was a name because that was the only Darth until The Phantom Menace in 1999. And we found out, no, it's kind of a, a title. So the you know, especially since Obi-Wan called him Darth. Like, hey, Darth. Hey, Wayne. Uh, Darth and Juan. They're, you know, Juan's world. I don't know. It, just interesting how Lucas has backtracked a lot. And that's true with Darth Vader himself. You know, we, we've talked about how originally he was just a dude who worked for the Emperor and messed people up. And then after the first film was released... He's like, hey, I know. Let's make this guy Luke's dad. And there's been a lot of different theories about when and how that came around and what all it means. And uh, I don't, I don't know. It's definitely interesting. You know, maybe one day we'll know the true from what the the co-writer did bracket uh, to what Lucas originally intended. Who who knows? Lucas says that it's kind of always been the plan, but pretty much everybody agrees that it wasn't. Uh, but he did, you know, we talked about how Darth Vader is the central focus, really, of Star Wars. You know, when it's the Skywalker saga, everyone thinks Luke, but 
Anakin's a Skywalker too. And George Lucas came up with this idea for the prequel trilogy, and that's how he was going to get this big epic tragedy of Anakin's life. Uh, we won't debate as to how well they did or didn't do of that job, you know, because really the only people that hate Star Wars more than like non-Star Wars fans are Star Wars fans, and they'll, they'll tell you that. So it's interesting, but you know they've they've gone through um, whether you know, through the Clone Wars and everything you know, of giving him backstory like we talked about in the comics and everything. But the character himself, you know, we talked about how one of the reasons he's popular is that design, that super, super iconic look that he has. Well, apparently from the get-go, that's kind of how he looked. Uh, Ralph McQuarrie, McQuarrie? McQuarrie, that's what we're going to go with, started designing it back in like 1975. And what they were going off of was like a cape and samurai. A samurai with a cape. It was this kind of mysterious figure and floated in like a ghost. Alright. So, after reading the script and trying to figure it out stuff, Ralph was like, well, if he's going to be in space, he needs to have a space suit. So they're like, oh yeah, that, that's a good call. And going with the idea of basically putting a scuba mask on a samurai helmet is how we got Darth Vader. And... You can go back to original paintings from 1975, where Luke was still called Deke Starkiller. Then, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Darth Vader looks almost identical to the way he does now. So, you know, they just like stretched out the, the, the skull-looking mask a little bit, tweaked a few things, and boom. The Vader that we know and love. And not only do we love the look of Vader... But everybody also loves the sound of Vader. And it's an iconic sound, the It's so iconic that it's actually trademarked. Yeah, Lucas went and trademarked that sound. Um, there's a sound engineer named Brett Burt who did the, the sound recording for it. And it's just a scuba recording. But they, they did a trademark on it. And the description is... The sound, quote, the sound of rhythmic, mechanical human breathing created by breathing through a scuba tank regulator, end quote. So, uh, I don't know, I probably should have asked permission. Oh, no, this is, you know, for informative and stuff, so I don't have to. But, yeah, th think about that. That sound has a copyright on it. Lucas wanted to make sure nobody stole it, and uh, I don't know. Even though you could argue, like, he stole a lot of stuff from Akira Kurosawa. Uh, which is a Star Wars tradition because the Mandalorian is doing it now. But anyway, so that's how we got that look and that sound. And, and then the other famous part of Darth Vader's sound is his actual voice. And we talked about how uh, Prowse was going to be the voice, but he had too much of a country accent. And not like a, howdy y'all, let's wash some dishes. Not like American country, but like English country. Which is hard to imagine, you know, because we think they're all prim and proper and stuff. But no, they have country accents. Like I said, you can go on YouTube and pull up the uh, the videos of the original things. Well, George Lucas wanted Orson Welles to voice Vader. 
But then he decided, oh, he's he's too famous, which I think, and this is just my opinion, means he was too expensive. You know, the Muppets got him for the Muppet movie, so I don't see why he couldn't do that. But So he reached out to James Earl Jones, who wasn't really known at the time, and Jones actually did the whole thing uncredited for the first couple of movies, but then by return, he was like, okay, yeah, okay, let's do this, give me credit. And that's, that's just interesting, you know, when you look at how much work has gone in to the whole character, you know, we talked about how Prowse portrayed him in some places, um, and then how you had Bob Anderson in some of the fight scenes, and then James Earl Jones doing this. There's so many different people that went into creating this character, and they I think they all did so with, um, at least starting out with love and things. And that's, I think that comes across and why he is such a likable character. Because, yes, he is a villain. Straight up villain. He gets a little bit of redemption there at the end. And then in 1, 2, and 3, when we see his struggles and where he came from, you, you know, you sympathize for him. And that gives him humanity, which is like writing 101. You know, if you want to people to like somebody, make them relatable, make, make them human. And that's what they did with Darth Vader. Um, again, you can talk amongst yourselves as to how great that success was, but you had all all these iconic designs, iconic sounds, iconic people going into this character. Of course, he was going to be loved. Of course, he was going to be successful. And you know, people know what a scuba tank sounds like. People know what a samurai looks like. People know these things, and so that familiar part of the character also lends credence to lovability, uh, if that makes sense. So I, I think when you look at all these things, it's totally obvious, or at least to a non-Star Wars person, I, like, I get why why you people like Darth Vader. Okay, whatever. Um, I, you know, we can get into Uncanny Valleys and how like he kind of looks human, but not really. But we won't. Uh, so yeah, Darth Vader... Cool dude, bad dude, great dude. Let me know why you like Darth Vader. You can let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Just look for The Night Nerd. Follow us on Twitch at Night Nerd Podcast. You want to email me and be like, Hey, Lynch, you're completely wrong about Star Wars. Here's all the things that are that are great and why you're wrong. Those are my favorite emails. Like the angry emails make my day. Uh, you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Well, Vader, this your little boots and cape, and helmet to cover up that burnt-ass face. You have the force to move objects. I am a